Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 93. Happy the man whose heart can rest, assured God's goodness ne'er will cease. Each day complete with joy is blessed. God keepeth him in perfect peace. Hymn number 93. scriptural will now be given by Imogen from Australia. Isaiah. Awake, awake. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. Shake thyself from the dust 
arise. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that doth speak. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, with the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye. Break forth into joy. Sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Be name. Adorable One, Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, 
And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 85. God of truth, eternal good, lift our hearts to revelation that thou mayest be understood Thou, the rock of our salvation, all thy love we have for loving, all thy truth is ours for proving. Hymn number 85.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here with our round table discussion, which is kind of an adult Sunday school, and we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to listen again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you'll also find it on our YouTube channel. You'll find a lot of other things on our website, too many to mention, articles, services, archived roundtables and Bible studies, and a lot of good music, and it's all free of charge. Freely we have received, freely we give. So please try it out. Log on, and I'm sure you'll find something that you will love, if not all of it. <laughs> we have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning, and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere in the world can attend by telephone. In fact, many of our Sunday school students do that. They call in on the teleconference number. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And for all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers so you can bring the whole family we are going to have another Bible study session on Saturday, April 9th, about two weeks from yesterday. The study questions are already on the website, so take a look and uh, please join us two weeks, Saturday, April 9th at 10 a.m. You'll be very glad that you did. And there is an article that I want to point out and recommend that's featured on our website entitled The Seed and the Soil by William P. McKenzie. Great article, short but very good. And next Sunday is the beginning of a new quarter and a new month. So for those of you here in Plainfield, if you haven't picked up your new quarterly or your April full-text lesson sermon booklet, be sure to do so. They are in the foyer and the book table. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Wendy from Georgia. A voice from England. For a number of years, I was a weary woman, not ill enough in health to be called an invalid, but suffering more than could be told with fatigue and weakness. Feeling that this was God's will, I did not ask to be healed, although I was constantly doctoring. 
I suffered with dyspepsia, congestion of the liver, and many other things, including weak eyesight. With all the medicine and with different changes for rest, I never regained health and thought I never should. So I prayed for grace to bear my cross patiently for others' sake. One day, while lying on my couch exhausted, which had become a frequent experience, the words came to me, Whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. I rose, knelt down, and said, Oh God, make me well. I was telling a friend this, and she kindly gave me a sentinel. Imagine my joy when I saw the testimonies of healing. I believed them, remembering our Lord's words, Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. I obtained a copy of Science and Health, and before a week had passed, I realized that if God was my all, I needed no glasses. My eyes were healed in a few days, and since then, I have never thought of glasses. I was also cured of dyspepsia, and nothing that I have eaten has hurt me since then. The belief in health laws was next destroyed by knowing that our Heavenly Father did not make them, and from this has come the beautiful experience of the overcoming of fatigue. For this alone, I can never be thankful enough. True indeed are the words, they shall run and not be weary. This was more than a year ago, and I can say that not once have I felt inclined to lie on the couch, nor have I had a headache, although I am doing more work than ever before. Fear has also been overcome in many ways. A. L. Chelmsford, England. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 26 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Reality. The golden text is from Matthew. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The responsive reading is from Revelation. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto 
Cometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Amanda from Missouri will now read. The Bible. Matthew. Jesus, seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came, and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came, and said unto him, Sir, it's not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He saith unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. And the disciples came, and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered, and said unto them, Because it is given unto you, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, 
for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by, he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings, for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. John A man can receive nothing 
except it be given him from heaven. Matthew Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy To grasp the reality and order of being in its science, you must begin by reckoning God as the divine principle of all that really is. Spirit, life, truth, love, combine as one and are the scriptural names for God. The time for thinkers has come. Truth, independent of doctrines and time-honored systems, knocks at the portal of humanity. Contentment with the past and the cold conventionality of materialism are crumbling away. Ignorance of God is no longer the stepping stone to faith. We welcome the increase of knowledge and the end of error, because even human invention must have its day, and we want that day to be succeeded by Christian science, by divine reality. Lulled by stupefying illusions, the world is asleep in the cradle of infancy, dreaming away the hours. Material sense does not unfold the facts of existence, but spiritual sense lifts human consciousness into eternal truth. The three great verities of spirit omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, spirit possessing all power, filling all space, constituting all science, contradict forever the belief that matter can be actual. These eternal verities reveal primeval existence as the radiant reality of God's creation in which all that he has made is pronounced by his wisdom good. All reality is in God and his creation, harmonious and eternal. That which he creates is good, and he makes all that is made. Therefore, the only reality of sin, sickness, or death is the awful fact that unrealities seem real to human erring belief until God strips off their disguise. 
They are not true because they are not of God. We learn in Christian science that all inharmony of mortal mind or body is illusion, possessing neither reality nor identity, though seeming to be real and identical. Reality is spiritual, harmonious, immutable, immortal, divine, eternal. Nothing unspiritual can be real, harmonious, or eternal. Sin, sickness, and mortality are the suppositional antipodes of spirit and must be contradictions of reality. Evil is a negation because it is the absence of truth. It is nothing because it is the absence of something. It is unreal because it presupposes the absence of God, the omnipotent and omnipresent. Every mortal must learn that there is neither power nor reality in evil. Evil is self-assertive. It says, I am a real entity overmastering good. This falsehood should strip evil of all pretensions. The only power of evil is to destroy itself. It can never destroy one iota of good. Every attempt of evil to destroy good is a failure and only aids in peremptorily punishing the evildoer. If we concede the same reality to discord as to harmony, discord has as lasting a claim upon us as has harmony. If evil is as real as good, evil is also as immortal. If death is as real as life, immortality is a myth. If pain is as real as the absence of pain, both must be immortal. And if so, harmony cannot be the law of being. Mortal mind is ignorant of self, or it could never be self-deceived. If mortal mind knew how to be better, it would be better. Since it must believe in something besides itself, it enthrones matter as deity. The human mind has been an idolater from the beginning, having other gods and believing in more than the one mind. As mortals do not comprehend even mortal existence, how ignorant must they be of the all-knowing mind and of his creations? The evidence of the physical senses often reverses the real science of being, 
and so creates a reign of discord, assigning seeming power to sin, sickness, and death. But the great facts of life, rightly understood, defeat this triad of errors, contradict their false witnesses, and reveal the kingdom of heaven, the actual reign of harmony on earth. Kingdom of Heaven The reign of harmony in divine science The realm of unerring, eternal, and omnipotent mind The atmosphere of spirit where soul is supreme There is but one way to heaven, harmony, and Christ in divine science shows us this way. It is to know no other reality, to have no other consciousness of life than good, God and his reflection, and to rise superior to the so-called pain and pleasure of the senses. The divine principle and idea constitute spiritual harmony, heaven and eternity. In the universe of truth, matter is unknown. No supposition of error enters there. Divine science, the word of God, saith to the darkness upon the face of error, God is all in all, and the light of ever-present love illumines the universe. The great miracle to human sense is divine love, and the grand necessity of existence is to gain the true idea of what constitutes the kingdom of heaven in man. This goal is never reached while we hate our neighbor or entertain a false estimate of anyone whom God has appointed to voice his word. Again, without a correct sense of its highest visible idea, we can never understand the divine principle. Heaven is not a locality but a divine state of mind in which all the manifestations of mind are harmonious and immortal, because sin is not there, and man is found having no righteousness of his own, but in possession of the mind of the Lord, as the scripture says. The spiritual reality is the scientific fact in all things. When man demonstrates Christian science absolutely, he will be perfect. He can neither sin, suffer, be subject to matter, nor disobey the law of God. Therefore, he will be as the angels in heaven.
Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let us sing hymn number 206. O God, our Father, Mother, love, purge thou our hearts from sin, that in thy radiancy divine we may with eyes undimmed define thy will, reality. Hymn number 206.
Let's now sing hymn number 239. Oh, sometimes gleams upon our sight through present wrong the eternal right. And step by step since time began we see the steady gain of man. Hymn number 239.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world know us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we sh know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him, purify himself, even as he is pure. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Amen.